All right, we are back with another episode of the Revert series. I know you guys have been DMing me like crazy that you loved the first episode and you said you cannot wait for this series to continue. As I know so many of us feel we are far from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we are just dying to get close to him. And so this will help us get some advice on that for people who are new to the deen or just new to, new to Islam or they're trying to return back after you know being a born Muslim who's gotten away a little bit. Either way, this is all about you coming back and stronger than ever. All right, let's dive into it. Part two of the Revert series. Let's go. Hello, assalamu alaikum. Welcome to the Mindful Muslim Speak podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslima. I hope you are having an amazing summer. And I know that so many new sisters have joined us this summer and are listening as they have a little bit of time off. And we love that you are connecting with us. And I just want to say a formal welcome to any new sisters who are here. Thank you so much. We are so excited to have you as part of the Mindful Muslim family. And thank you so much for all of you who are just our loyal, long-time listeners who I know you guys message me all the time. We have cute little chats on Instagram. We talk in consultation conversations. So many of you are part of our courses and our classes in our school and just love, love all of our resources, downloading them like crazy. We have a ton more coming up in the upcoming year and we are just having a lot of fun with our sisters on Thrive Muslima with all of our amazing events. Thank you so much to all the women who have been putting those together tirelessly and all the women who are showing up time and time again and engaging in those events and socials and, and you know, just experiences and just love, love connecting with all of you guys regularly on there. It feels like family. It feels like home. And that's what we're all about here, bringing women together who are like minded to grow and thrive together, right? We're not into hating. We're not into women hate and stuff like that. We don't pressure each other. We don't judge. This is a place for you to come and grow and thrive and feel accepted no matter where you are in your dean, no matter where you are on your level with yourself, you are good with us. We are here for you, all right? Part two, today we're going to cover learning advice on like learning prayers in Quran and Arabic and stuff like that. That's usually something really hard for people. So um, being a person who spends, who has spent two decades of time working with women who struggle with these types of things, I'm going to give you some practical tips today because I know a lot of women are like, where should I go? What should I do? What do you suggest, sis? I get DMs all the time. So I'm hoping that after I make this podcast, I can refer women to this podcast to get more tips as reverts, just the entire series as a huge, huge support. All right. So number one tip I have about learning is, and it's going to seem basic, but it is the Quran and Sunnah to say this. It is by our deen to say this. Um, the best way to learn, first of all, is to make the intention with Allah privately and to keep renewing it. This was one of the first things I was taught. My teacher taught me this. I've learned under female scholars and they always emphasize this. Every time we would come to a new lesson or a new class, they would say, renew your intentions. And if you guys are on Thrive, my Thrivers, you know I do that before classes or podcasts. Or if you call me on a consultation call, I say, hey, sis, before we get into your issue, we're going to take 10 seconds to renew our intention. This is what the Prophet, peace be upon him, always did because he said actions in one of the uh, the 40 hadith in Nabawi, as you must know, actions are based on intention. So what does that mean? It means that like, yeah, I might have dove into the kitchen to feed my kids because that's what moms do, but it's not the same as if I 
go and I make the intention formally with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that I'm doing it to nourish their bodies and keep my promise to Allah to care for them as gifts and to, you know, show it as a part of my ibadah and to, you know, do it as a form of worship for caring for my family and showing the love and the care. Like I could make so many intentions with just one action and take so much more reward and benefit and just shed all the sins. And so alhamdulillah, by the mercy of Allah, renewing our intention and just having an intention from the get-go about whatever we're trying to do, whether it's learning Arabic or Quran or whatever, is the first absolute step that is a must and just totally can change the game and how well you do. Number two, your prayers. A lot of women want to know how they can learn to pray. Now, let me just say something. I remember back in the day in the 90s when people were coming to Islam or people were trying to return to Islam, you know, after being away and they were finally starting to pray and there were no videos. They just had to go to like a corner you know, a Muslim store. And sometimes those places were nowhere near where they lived. They had to drive really far, sometimes two to three hours to get one of these books. And the internet wasn't even around. That's how old I am, where I've been with people like internet started about 1990s, right? And so people just had to rely on these sources. Ladies, now they have YouTube videos and books and friends and mosques and groups and Facebook groups. And like, you guys have so much. And honestly, I think one of the best ones, and I think I sourced it from IERA, I-E-R-A as the acronym. Um, they have a, something on YouTube for praying, and that's the one that I often refer to Women in Thrive about. But there's so many videos on how to do it, and you could just honestly follow along. I always suggest having a book is better, so you can hold a cute little book. In the beginning, when you don't know how to say things, you can totally hold it, and you try to read the Arabic as horrible as it sounds. They usually have transliterations. If you can, eventually you're going to learn Arabic, but you, you stumble through it and Allah gives you incredible reward. And that's it. And it's totally normal. And how much you, if you're doing it five times a day earnestly and you're just trying to add another line every time or something like, and you're, you're really striving. Allah is going to help you. I've never seen a Muslim who was doing that earnestly and, and wasn't able to, even if they had like the worst language skills ever. It is a miracle from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he brings you the help. Okay. Regarding the Quran or Arabic, um, this is the thing I want to say about the Quran. Um, so I learned that the translate, I don't want to say this and offend anyone because I know a lot of people have worked really hard to translate books, but not all translations are equal. All right. It really is true. Um, and I'm going to tell you two of the best books if you're trying to study the Quran in terms of letting it touch your heart and having the best explanations if you had to read the Quran in English to understand is the, um, the translation from Oxford Press. You can go on Amazon. It's $10. And I think the translation is from Abdul Halim. Abdul, A-B-D-U-L, Halim. I think it's H-A-L-E-E-M. Don't quote me on that but because there's no vowels in Arabic. But, um, and then the other version is the clear Quran. The clear Quran. And so and Quran is spelled Q-U-R, like apostrophe A-N. And so these ones, excellent translations. Like when I read them in English as opposed to other English translations, it was like reading the Quran for the first time. I'm not joking. Incredibly different. And the other thing is you can get teachers online for cheap. So cheap. There's so many teachers on WhatsApp groups. You can go on and so many Facebook groups and you'll find Quran teachers just everywhere, everywhere. A lot 
them will even teach you for free or for $5 or for $10 and stuff like that. I mean, just honestly, there are so many. If you really, really want one, like I remember back in the day and I was in the mosque with women and women would come and they would beg me, how can I find a teacher? And now, like I said, with the onset of the internet, they're just everywhere. I always have, like even right now, okay, I have a Facebook group called the Mindful Muslim Sisters and I do not allow advertising on my Facebook group. And it's an open Facebook group for everyone. You can always join. I just don't promote it because I'm not I'm not that huge on Facebook, even though we have a lot of women. We have something like 40, 50,000 women and I only started it recently. Um, you know, it's it's always has like Quran teachers on it and subhanAllah they're always like you know mentioning that the Quran teacher so even if in, in a group you can post in a Facebook group somewhere not on mine because I won't do it because then all of a sudden everybody just rushes to advertise and then it becomes all about selling and bartering and advertising and if I let Quran teachers advertise then I have to allow women who own shops to advertise and women who are making children's books for the sake of a law to advertise. Like I have to be fair. So I just make a general rule of no advertising, but I will tell you within many Facebook groups, there are definitely Quran teachers. And so they are tons. So if you really want to learn, you will find one. And that is just that. Arabic. Um, I know a lot of people struggle with Arabic. So the only program that I can probably vouch for because I have had people deal with it is I know that um, Mishka, M-I-S-H-K-A-H, it's a university online. And uh, what I would I actually take courses from them myself, um, like to be in like their alum courses. So I do all these things on my own as continued learning. I've learned for years under scholars of women um, who are faqih and everything like that, who are scholars of fiqh, who have graduated from other places in Medina and Al-Azhar. And I've, I've studied under scholars of women like that. I've studied under male scholars. But also I continue, continue to learn through Mishka University. And this is the same program that the sheikh does to become a sheikh. I'm obviously not going to become a sheikh. At, like I'm not interested in that. Like that's not what I'm doing. I'm just interested in just making sure that I am a valuable resource for women and continuing and growing and thriving myself. That's my responsibility, right? And so this is all accountable to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they have this Arabic program. It is separate from their actual course stuff. And by the way, you can take free courses from them or you can take paid, which is going to get me into the last point, which is continuing to gain Islamic knowledge if that's what you're into. But what I will tell you is they have an Arabic program and you can do it and you can learn Arabic. And like my daughter even was doing it to, you know, increase her Arabic. And they give you like a private female tutor and she'll meet you on WhatsApp and she'll organize and she'll speak to you like four times a week and just go through a whole bunch of coursework. My daughter learned incredibly fast. It was really good, which goes to my fourth point, which is how to find continuous knowledge. So first of all, sometimes it's knowledge women want and sometimes it's community. And sometimes it's both. And one thing that we have on Thrive Muslim is we do that. Like, for example, I do halakas once a month where I teach parts of the sirah with women. Then we go on and we do workshops where we infuse how to be a great mother, a great wife, a great parent. Same thing kind of like how we do on these podcasts, but like the extended version where I give more tools and more PowerPoints and more um, chances for women to have discussions like imagine the wealth of having the information on this podcast and then after having like an after party with tons of women to discuss it 
like how we do in the book clubs, it's like that we have Thrive Muslima with community of women where they're just so close. They're becoming almost like family members because they're seeing each other and talking every day. And um, you might have heard in previous podcasts with like, there's one sister that came on and was like, I have not seen sisters like this who just support, support, support. We have challenges together and everything. So the point is, you need a community. You cannot do this alone. When you do, it's like, I don't know how to say this. It's like being out amongst the wolves all day as a sheep. If you're not with your flock, you're going to get eaten alive. You can't expect that you're going to put on hijab and you're going to put on this new culture and this new way of life and this new thing that you're doing. And then you're going to go out back to your normal friends and your your like 90% old way of life and then not and then be able to maintain, like it's not realistic. So we have Thrive Muslim, there's tons of Reavers on there. There's tons of Born Muslims, they're all together. There's no separation, we're all a community. And one thing I notice about Reverts is they're always feeling isolated. Like they're left out of the party. Like all the Born Muslims got invited and then they're on the sidelines. We do not do that at Thrive Muslim. I actually do not have a separate Revert group. Women have suggested it to me more than once. I do not do it. Let me tell you why. Because that is not what they did in the time of the prophet, peace be upon him. People became Muslim and they dove into the community. They became enveloped by the community and integrated right away. And as soon as I create a separate group for women, they're going to struggle. So instead of doing that, I do have um, resources for those women. I have them connect with me in private conversations and get more support. I have them share some of them, their experiences in certain res- like resource-type environments with workshops and things, but I never want them to feel completely isolated and feel like they have to only be with their own and they don't fit in because I don't want to exacerbate that feeling that already exists that they're different because I feel like that is just the cancer that's in our community that makes them feel separate. So at Thrive Muslima, you are with all the other women. We are all sisters struggling no matter where you are and where you are in your Islam or your life, Okay, And so what I want to say is if you do want to continue learning, though, like in scholarly high level material, um, you can go to that same university that I use, which is online now. Um, Like, again, I've done a lot of in-person stuff. I've been doing this stuff since, like I said, since the 90s. But now that everything is online and you can do it from anywhere in the world, there's two places I would love to suggest for you that are I could vouch for. One is Mishka University, M-I-S-H-K-A-H. I think it's like Mishka online. And the other one is um, Bilal Phillips. He has a university. I think it's called Online Open University or something like that. Just put Bilal Phillips University or Online University and you will find his coursework. Now, for what I know from both of them, you can do a free version or a paid version. A free version is in you can just learn for free or learn for a minimal minimal amount of money, meaning no matter what, um, you know, currency you have and what part of the world you can learn for either free or nothing. And if even just like hardly, you know, even just a bit of money is something you don't have, I'm sure you could reach out to the administration and they'll work something out for you. Or if you do want an actual degree and you want credits, they are very, very reasonable. And so you can do that with them as well. And that's up to you. 
all right? So I just wanted to, uh, to connect with the learning aspect of things. I know that's always a struggle. And this is the general advice that I give people who are trying to learn Arabic, learn Quran, learn to pray, learn Islamic knowledge, and get community. And all of these things are incredibly important. And all of these things are incredibly possible by the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by having incredible faith and just consistency, and by finding a good fit for you where you have support from your sisters. And I am always here for you. You can always DM me. And we have Thrive. We have tons of sisters just waiting to support you in your journey. Reach out to me anytime. DM me on Instagram or reach out to my team at mindfulness at mindful-muslimah.com. You can always go to our website, www.mindful-muslimah.com for free resources. So happy to connect with you and definitely follow us on Instagram to see where we are in the world today. I will talk to you in the next podcast. Assalamu alaikum, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.